nightclub, where we are the ones who are dead and dreaming. I'm your host, Travis Maxwell Boone, and I'm here with... Robert Howard Thornton. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with Ricky, and we're going to talk about our shared, probably favorite, or definitely favorite subgenre of of horror film. Absolutely my favorite subgenre of any horror adaptation whatsoever. Tonight we're going to be talking about cosmic horror. horror. Spooky. Your life means nothing. (laughs) That's sort of the the main tenet of, well, you could start off by saying this all sprung from one guy, or at least he is the prime influencer of of this subgenre, so much so that they even coined the term Lovecraftian after him. Yeah. And uh, that's H.P. Lovecraft, who we won't get into today. That's a whole episode right there, and that dives into the Cthulhu Miso... Ugh, I can't say it. Cthulhu Mythos and all of his crazy-ass stories, but Lovecraftian horror itself emphasizes the cosmic horror of the unknown, mankind's greatest fear. It puts that over gore or any other shock value uh, the the, the existential big, dread. That's what it is. The big shock is some sort of realization that you are a minute speck in this grand cosmic tapestry. Yeah. You mean nothing. Your life mean no, means nothing. Your goals mean nothing. Your dreams mean nothing. It's nihilistic. It's very <laughs> fucking nihilistic. It's a philosophy. Yeah. A, a cosmicism. Often someone or everyone finds out that... Uh, the entire human race was created by accident or even some sort of malicious joke by some cruel higher intelligence. Oh, there's a whole franchise based around that. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably more than one, but... I'm sure there's, yeah, quite there, a few. Oh, thank you, uh, Ridley Scott, H.R. Geiger. Who's the fucker that wrote the shit, though? Dan O'Bannon? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, that, that's one of the elements. Uh, some of the other elements are uh, involving the occult and yeah. um, supernatural shit, astral possession. So uh, even a film like Insidious is in some ways a cosmic horror film, yeah. just depending on how you look at it. And, you know, there's, I feel like sort of the way there was a horror renaissance in the 80s that we're kind of going through one again. Oh, right yeah. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's awesome because... It feels like a, it's, a lot of it is cosmic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teresa even mentioned it. She was like, man, I've just been seeing Lovecraft everywhere lately. And I'm like, it's awesome. I mean, you know, it's too late, but it's awesome that, you know, oh, for he's him. finally getting some recognition. Sure, sure. You know, because when he was alive, no one gave a fuck. No, a lot like Edgar Allan Poe. Right. No one gave a fuck. You know, he was getting paid like $12, $30, you know, for his stories that he was selling. Yeah, great. which even in even in 1920s money still wasn't shit, you know. No, and he was setting the the what would become the standard for how horror would be written in the future. I mean, we're just parroting a lot of what other people have been saying about him. Right. Uh, you, if you're if you're a constant fan of horror, keeping up to date, then you know that that cosmic horror, love, especially Lovecraftian horror, is definitely on the rise. Yeah. You've got HBO shows. Love uh, the HBO show Lovecraft Country. Yeah, you've got um, a, a bunch of movies that we're gonna probably dive into a little bit in this episode because what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of spitball some of our favorite cosmic horror films 
Now, these could include the Lovecraftian horror. They could include eldritch terrors. They could include cosmic dread. I mean, all these elements. Um, real quick, though, and th- this isn't a deep dive into the philosophy of cosmicism, but I did want to read this quote just for anyone out there who doesn't quite grasp what cosmicism is. It's uh, realizing that there is no divine presence such as a god in the universe and that humans are particularly insignificant in the larger scheme of intergalactic existence. That's the most prominent fear that uh, humanity faces is their insignificance when it comes to the incomprehensible size of the universe, a fear of the cosmic void. It's it, it's it's some like like Ricky said existential shit. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost to me. It's like the I, I guess that's why I love it. Like it's the deepest to me horror you can get to. Like yeah. like or or, or, or uh, the deepest well of horror you can tap because it's it is it's the it's the unknown. It's the it's, unknown, man. It's it's the fact that we're on this ball of dirt flying at ungodly speeds through. Of the vacuum of space, orbiting a ever, an ongoing explosion. That that just <laughs> some just the smallest thing could go wrong at any point and end it all, you know. And it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't make a difference. Well, we've been joined by my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, back from uh, taking care of the baby. Did I tell you about the... Uh, it's not the nightclub unless some motherfucker's yelling over here. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you about um, the song I made for taking the dogs out to potty? Yeah, well... Based on the return of the living dead? Yeah, do you want a potty? It's potty time. <laughs> I sing it for the dogs and they're all excited. Mm-hmm. They're stupid. They don't They don't get it. They're just, they're just happy anyway. They totally get it. <laughs> Maybe one of them does. The others are all stupid, but I love them. To catch you up real quick, we were going over the themes of Lovecraft and cosmic horror. Your favorite, your favorite aspect of it is the, like you said, just the insignificance and how it just won't matter. Right. Ultimately, will not matter. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like I jump, I'll, I'll be scrolling through different uh, social media platforms and I'll see people posting stuff about. Some guy named Kapakanax who knelt down for a flag, and I just start commenting shit like, you're all going to be part of the abyss one day. Just stop squabbling over <laughs> rectangular pieces of fabric. Right. I start going right. off on these people, just throwing this cosmic indifference That's at awesome. them. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of them don't reply, and some of them are just like, man, that's too heavy. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm just like, god damn, man. When Bunch it came- of self-important pieces of shit. Bunch your of ants, <laughs> your goddamn ants, you're worthless. And you just you're fucking less than ants carrying your crumbs, <laughs> carrying the crumbs that fall from the cloth on the table of Adam and Eve. Oh, shit. <laughs> Start going crazy. No, but uh, we to make these lists, uh, we we, we kind of went over it, and it's like let's not put them in order because reasons. Okay, it, it's just it's going to get too complicated if we're trying to put it in order, and also. What defines a, a cosmic horror movie can vary depending on the viewer. I have found and preached the word, some cosmic elements in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I'm not going to put that movie on my list because I realize that is not a widely held uh, perspective it's, on that it's movie. On my list. That's fine. No. I don't no, tell people not. how to make their list. It's not fine. 
I did it just to piss you well, I'm off. Well, I'm, I'm mad about it. I'm not going to lie. I did it just to getting, piss you off. I was like, I, but I wanted to surprise you with it. I'm getting madder the more you talk about it. <laughs> At least you're not like Boss Tuna on, on Joe Blow Horror Show, which I'm I'm the co-host of another podcast, by the way. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Air horns. <laughs> this might be the first time I mention it on this show. I think it is. It's, uh... Go check it out. Joe Blow Horror Show. Me and Boss Tuna. He fucking hates Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So fuck him. I hope he hears this. Fucker. Fucking bastard. I like him though. <laughs> I, like, I like that poor wrong dummy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ant. <laughs> fucking goddamn ants. <laughs> no, but um, that, that that's one of the cool things about cosmic horror. You could bake a whole tray full of cosmic cookies. <laughs> and each cookie could have different ingredients in them. To, yep. different, to varying degrees. You take a movie like... Uh, it's the door. It's the ghost. Cosmic baby horror, bro. It's the way the air... Oh, man, look. I don't know anymore. It's slowly creaking it's open. Slowly. <laughs> it's creepy, man. <laughs> the witching hour. <laughs> I miss it. It's, it's just one. Oh, it's not... No, damn. it ain't three yet. Damn. Um, but fuck it, man. Midnight to three is the witching hours. I don't care. It's the three oh, witching man. hours. Dude, what if it just opens it's and it's the tall man? <laughs> you do a good podcast, boy. <laughs> like, I'm oh, running. Shit. I'm I mean, running. Sorry. Oh, I'm running towards him. He's in the room with my kids. I'm fucking that tall bitch up. I'm about this to turn shit, him into a door. You can fuck him up right quick. Fuck that guy, man. He'll come back, but you can just fuck that one up. So yeah, it's all good. I'm going to wreck a boat into him. Wreck a boat into <laughs> so- <his ass>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh, man. That's what we were supposed to do. Oh, 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 no. oh we Can't say the name of that movie. That's an exploitation film, just so you know. Um, I'm looking this movie up. Hey, hold on. One, what, I'm not going to say it, though. We, I guess we need, to, we need to figure out when we're going to do this epic battle, because we teased it on, on one of the other episodes, uh, previous episodes. We're supposed to be doing Godzilla vs. Cthulhu. Yeah. We haven't done any research on this, have we? <laughs> None. Okay. I, I, Zero. I need to start... Fuck, I need to remember to do that because I completely forgot about it. But, um, so we're not putting any of these movies in order. It It, it is ten, ten movies from each of us. That shit is rated PG. Well, that's back... It is. That's Dude, that's back when the rating system just was... It was the Wild West, man. PG movies could have blood and, and all kinds of shit in them. Damn. And apparently very racist titles. <laughs> dude, dude! And people also search for... Look at that one. I can't see it because it it's wiggling too the much. The legend of such and such Charlie. Yeah, the legend of such and such Charlie. The legend of inward Charlie. Yeah. I just made every person listening think about it in their mind. They said it. So that's crazy. You're all you're racist. all racist. You're all fucking, fucking racist pieces of shit. Fucking just inconsequential. Like, just like H.P. Lovecraft. Just like H.P. Lovecraft, who who named his cat something of the sort. Yeah. That's one of the oldest memes on the internet is trying to trick people into looking up H.P. Lovecraft's cat's name <laughs> so that it makes you feel bad. <laughs> because his name was very racist. <laughs> oh, God damn it, man. Um, yeah, so ho- hopefully this is uh, varied enough and we're going to talk about these movies briefly. So I'm putting it in, in effect now. If you have not seen any cosmic fucking horror film, even Cosmic Adjacent, and just tune the fuck out now, or skip ahead when we get to it, because we might just spoil, spoil it freely. 
I just I just can't control myself when I'm talking about the majority of these movies. I it's, promise you. Look, a lot of what Roadcraft, Roadcraft, <laughs> a lot of what Lovecraft wrote is also like describing things by not describing it. Right. And he's left and, up to the imagination. Right. So it's it's hard to it's hard to spill our beans if we can't really <laughs> talk about these things. Right. Uh, that might be some foreshadowing. So let's get into it, man. Um, this is Travis and Ricky's favorite cosmic horror films with uh, commentary by Angel. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I might go, I might go lay down. You going to go lay down? You just popped in to say hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. I'm sleepy. It's okay. You didn't make a list. It's it's fine. I'm not asleep. All right. Night, night. Good night, good night, good night. Everyone say goodbye to my wife. I'm leaving again. <laughs> Tell them to be true cult. Be true cult. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Ants. Call them ants, Angel. Crummy ants. You little bitches. <laughs> good night. Good night, Angel. <laughs> Crummy bitches. <laughs> I wish I could title the episodes curse words. Right. You can't do that because of certain Cause stupid, of stupid ass. insignificant puss holes of the world. <laughs> Ooh, bitch and one. Insignificant companies named after fruit. Like some fruity <laughs> fuckers. I don't think you could say that, man. I don't think I can say it either. Fuck it, you did, though. Fuck it. They can get mad. I don't care. Alright, who's Hopefully going? Hopefully they know I don't mean it. I don't whatever. care if they do or not. I don't care. Fuck them. Nothing matters. The sun's gonna engulf the earth. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all just ants anyway, so they've got more important shit to be mad about than that. First here. You you go first. Start us off. All right. I'm What's a... your number twelve? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was this not a top twelve? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, uh, ten movies each, but we're just gonna again them. no order. Um, yeah. I'm just sh- spitballing them, and I'm gonna go ahead and give the first mention to probably something I didn't even know was cosmic horror when I first became a fan of it, and we've been covering it a lot lately. Uh, Episode 20 talked about this this titular creature, and it comes from an author who is heavily, heavily inspired by Lovecraft, uh, Stephen King's It. And I'm going to go with uh, It Chapter 2 as my representation. More so than Part 1, but I think It Chapter 2 really captures the cosmic elements of what Pennywise truly is. And I'm not talking about the novel, so... We're so just, fuck off with that. Yeah, we're just talking about the film... Pennywise become I mean you, you've seen chapter 2 right no okay well that's okay I I accidentally deleted my top 10 just now so I had to go get it back oh good yeah you saved <laughs> that's it that's why I was like oh shit you saved it from the cosmic indifference I, I saved it yeah yay technology yeah, well I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm, it won't help us for long because you, you you haven't seen the movie I'm not gonna spoil anything about it uh, I want you to check that out I have an idea how it ends well, I know, because of the miniseries. Right. Okay, yeah, fuck it, man. He becomes a big giant spider clown, but the orbs, like the, the, the thing it actually is, yeah. these three orbs, when when it, as the spider clown, 
just un, unhinges its jaw and its face becomes sort of snake-like. Or it looks kind of like the sandworms on, on Beetlejuice. It's, nice. it's It's crazy. I love those things. They make me want to watch Dune. You should watch Dune. Anyway, yeah, I, I plan on it because they got that remake coming. Oh, yeah, it looks it looks okay. Um, he opens his mouth and those three balls of whatever the fuck energy shoot through, and that's the dead lights. And oh, okay. and they just capture people in, in in their light, and they're just like zombified immediately. They look like deadites because their eyes go completely white. Um, it looks pretty cool, but yeah, Pennywise is a creature out of time and space. It's from the outer dark. Or well, what Stephen King's in, in his mythos is called the uh, macroverse or the prim in the Dark Tower series. Yeah, it, it, the the deeper you go into his into his lore, the more you know it, things get sort of explained uh, right. or not really fully explained. But that's why it's a cosmic, lo- cosmic and Lovecraftian, very Lovecraftian. See, I'm gonna go it chapter two as my first. Uh, Mention. I, I didn't want to go part one because I don't think it really reveals its hand yet. Right. Chapter two is where it's like, oh, the cosmic elements fall into place. And you've got Native American rituals and drugs and <laughs> it's, it, it gets crazy. Oh, my turn. <laughs> um, I'm going to start her off with The Endless from 2017. Yeah, and I, I knew this was going to be on here and I haven't seen. I know another one. I won't spoil one much. I won't spoil anything, actually. Great movie. Definitive cosmic horror. Is it more existential dread, or is it, like, literally, like, love... When I, when I, when I think of something as Lovecraftian, I think it has the elements of his stories in it, so unknown creatures, or, mm-hmm. like, or like uh, going mad, going insane, those, those types of elements. Not so much the... Oh man, that that that's where that's where you, you it starts start to break down. Yeah, yeah, you you have to you draw a thin that's fucking razor edge line. You can't you can't do all that because you'll just like I said we'll just be making this list for the rest of our lives and we'll die and it still won't matter. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing matters. We should have Metallica's "Nothing Else, else matters, matters" playing in the background nice. the whole time. <laughs> Psychological, lots of fun, good story, good T- acting. Check it out. You're not gonna say nothing about it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to ruin it. Not even the premise. I mean, two brothers. <laughs> two. That's it. Two brothers. Two, two brothers. <laughs> two brothers. No. Oh. Um, two brothers travel back to the place where they grew up because they were born into a cult. Mm-hmm. And one of them remembers it as being something wonderful, while the other remembers it as being something terrible. Hmm. And what they find is explained in the movie. I like that though. It's a good way to like, yeah. It's like, what the fuck really happened then? It's crazy. Sort of it's o- crazy. Oculus it's has fun. a plot kind of like that. Yeah, it's psychological. It's fun. Good acting. Good characters. Joe Bob says, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with another sequel. Again, same same sort of shit as uh, it chapter one. I don't think Hellraiser, the first one, quite sets up the cosmic elements that you get with part two. 
Well, yeah, not as much, but no. It, it I mean, it, and it does with an, uh, a cursed artifact, right. uh, extra uh, dimensional being. Yeah, of again unknown quantities. Right. Uh, a phrase we like around here. But I think Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, when you finally get to explore the world of Leviathan, Leviathan yeah. that's when it becomes, I oh love, shit. I love that hell is Next a place level. of like severe order to lawful evil as fuck. I love it. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. You have, I mean, a labyrinth yeah. set up with these different rooms, like I guess prison cells that slowly morph the souls of the condemned or the damned or the, the people who are seeking. And to think... I hesitated. Yeah, man. Fucking Shenard is an awesome villain. I just big wish old the... dick tentacle on his head. Leviathan's big, powerful dick tentacle just... <laughs> Injecting him. Straight into his head, trailing his brain. Controlling him. I love it. With flowers popping out of his fingers and also scalpels and shit. But, but, but he, he's not good enough, so Leviathan says, fuck you. <laughs> I just wish the Cenobites wouldn't have pushed out so hard. You know? I mean, what could they do? They were all turning human because of what my baby did to them. Yeah, well. My wife. That's you. My <laughs> other wife. You got, Ashley Lawrence. You got Teresa. You got Ashley Lawrence. You got Felissa, Felissa Rose. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> all these wives. What are you, a Mormon? <laughs> I'm a Mormon, boy. I like the fact that they're all older women, too. All three of them. Hell yeah. Well... Part one does have the uh, that gatekeeper thing, that creature. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, that, that's that another crazy, unnameable horror <laughs> that chases her down the hallway. With the bird top half of a bird thing and the bottom half of a fucking abomination. I can't <laughs> that just puppet chomps at her while she's running away. I kept picturing like she would because it's chasing her through the halls of the labyrinth. Right. I kept picturing she would jump through a little side hole that a little worm is sitting by, and he's like, there's a door right there. Don't go that way. Oh. And she jumps through, and then when that creature passes by, it's just some little dwarves making it work behind it, like just fucking like... Something like from the movie Labyrinth. Exactly, yeah. That's awesome. That's what I pictured. Oh, don't go that way. What was that? I said, don't go that way. Never go that way. Oh, thanks. Good. If she'd have kept on going down that way, she'd have gone straight to that castle. Yeah, Hellraiser 2, I, I think I think you need to watch part one first, though. So. Well, definitely oh, watch definitely. part one. Definitely, yeah. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Even though it's got Claire Higgins. I mean, they both got Claire Higgins, you know. The thing, And the thing that it explores, too, Hellraiser 2 is, is regret and, and loss. But overall, what these Cenobites, the, the, these... Uh, what does he say? Uh, demons to some, angels, angels to others. They're, they're, they're. He says something else like explorers in the realms of pleasure and pain, shit uh, like that. They don't give a fuck about like what is going on with you. They just pluck you out of your life because you're seeking them out. You open the box, right? And then they just tear your soul apart. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it is badass shit, man. Clive Barker's a genius. Definitely, yeah. um Hellraiser, what can be said about it that hasn't been said? But that one's on your list? No. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Um, but it gets an honorable mention from me because it's fucking amazing. I love it to death. Joe Bob says check it out. <laughs> Joe Bob actually says it's well, it's definitely one of his favorite movies. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's so fucking unique, the first one. Mm-hmm. It's so goddamn unique. This is also why we didn't do a top... 10 is right. this is just a list because if I was doing that 
there's no way I can put Hellbound over Hellraiser 1. I like Hellraiser Part 1 more as a film. Right. But the, the, the fine lines. We're fucking right. dancing, teetering on the on the edge of an eclipse on over the here. The edge of sanity. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next pick? We're, we're, the, we're the unnameable Lovecraftian horrors at the moment. <laughs> figured I'd get him out of the way early. Oh boy. So this is an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, sort of in the same vein as Reanimator. Um, Stuart Gordon, he's the fucking man. This movie is full of awesome 80s practical effects that you love. Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they, they, they've been in like three or four of Stuart Gordon's movies together. Yeah. Name a more iconic duo, I'll wait. You know the meme. Um, they're fucking fantastic. There's a little bit of a twist on their relationship from Reanimator, um, so it's interesting. Um, I love Crampton, particularly. There's a great uh, scene where she's all dressed up like a dominatrix in like leather and nylon BDSM gear, oh, which shit. got my my weenie super hard. And uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. There needs to be a remake of Reanimator starring Jay Z and Beyonce, and they'll fucking they'll cut off Kanye West's head and he'll try to go down on on Beyonce while she's strapped to the table. I would watch that. <laughs> we, we'd all watch that. I would watch that. So yeah, from beyond, check that shit out. I don't want to spoil too much about it. Stuart Gordon, Combs, Crampton, great eighties effects. Trifecta fucking wonderful stuff if you've got a brain in that tiny little ant body of yours check it out <laughs> I don't I, I don't have any Lovecraft like actual Lovecraft adaptations I think that's the only one actually that I've got except for this one and I'm gonna put the, this is like the most recent film on my list I love it <laughs> Nicolas Cage in Color Out of Space oh yeah I've got him on my list too I think I think we've we've uh, he even... was actually next on my list too. I mean, not that it's in a certain order, but I'm going from the bottom up anyway, and that was next to my list. Yeah, we will, and we've talked about this movie on here before, so we'll save the, the the in-depth discussion of that movie for a no doubt upcoming midnight ritual because my wife loves the movie too. So we're we're, we're going to talk about that one. Uh, in the meantime, go feed your mother. <laughs> I'm going to bring out. Castle Freak, also by Stuart Gordon in 1995. And I know what you're thinking, Ricky, I know that's a Lovecraft adaptation, but (laughs) is it cosmic horror? And I say, yes, and this is why. Although, on the surface, it's merely a creature feature loosely based on a Lovecraft story, the themes this movie explores are the frailness of humanity and what can happen to a person when our fragile psyches and bodies are tampered with in any kind of way. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like any one of us, and simultaneously all of us, are just a few steps away from being horrible, sexually depraved, <laughs> relentless, pussy-eating monsters. Oh my god. 
yeah. check out Castle Freak. That is definitely a highlight of that movie. <laughs> and you got to see it to know what the hell he's talking about. The first time I saw that scene, I was just like, God damn, dude, this movie is crazy. So amazing. Oh, awesome opening, too. I, awesome opening, yes. Very good uh, tone setting opening scene. Um, again, Stuart Gordon directing. Mm-hmm. Great 80s effects. I can't remember the guy who played the creature, but he was fucking amazing. And you have Combs and Crampton again, and God damn it, they're wonderful. Check this movie out, you insignificant ant. That is two uh, Lovecraft adaptations on your list. Yep. That's why I said, oh wait, never mind, I lied. <laughs> I'm guessing Reanimator didn't make the cut. Nope. No? No, I feel like, although it's Lovecraftian, it's... Uh, not cosmic enough. No. So I left her. I left her off. I agree with it. You know, and, and I, it's nothing. Again, I love the fuck out of the movie, but you know, it, it didn't make my list for that reason. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's another Stuart Gordon, Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton joint. Probably their most popular. Definitely. Check most that popular. shit out, regardless of your interest in cosmic horror or not, because it's a lot of goddamn fun. I'm gonna return to Stephen King here with The Mist. I've got her on my list too. For real? Yeah. God damn. Oh yeah, definitely. It. Man. I figured that one was going to be on yours. And you know what? As far as an overall story and not knowing exactly how things are playing out, they 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 the some of the characters sort of tease tease the audience with an explanation that it might be military experimentation, tampering right, right. with reality, and ripping holes in the fabric of space time to another dimension. Right. Whatever the case may be, there's a fucking mist. Kind of like John Carpenter's The Fog, but it, it covers this town and there ain't pirate ghosts. There's <laughs> Lovecraftian fucking... Horrors. El- eldritch... Horrors. Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Like these just ancient, big, a lot of them big. Well, I say ancient. I don't know how old they are. Right. That's that's not correct. But... but Otherworldly horrors. God, dude. And, but... Crazy tentacle monsters and mosquito things, and spider things, big mountain things that yeah. just bellow into the into just unexplainable. The, the cool thing about this movie though is it's got a really great story with a lot of great character actors, an ensemble yeah. cast of a lot of people that would go work in the, on The Walking Dead because Frank yeah. Darabont made made this movie and he's the guy that brought Walking Dead to television. Um, one of my favorite horror movie villains of all time. Oh, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Carmody. I hate that goddamn bitch. Everyone and does. so I love her. Yeah, she's one of my favorite horror villains of all time. Every expiation. Anyone who watches that movie, anyone who watches that movie, uh, by the by the when Ollie fucking like just ends her, you know you're cheering when that bitch was shot in oh, the head. Oh yeah. I saw this in theaters too, man. That nice. was crazy. Yeah, that was that's a long time ago. I think that movie came out in like was oh, everyone like seven. cheering and shit in the theater. I don't remember. That would have been so. <laughs> I awesome. think people. I think people were excited when she just finally re- got. Just remember it that way, and, I, and and it'll be that way. The thing I remember from this film is the ending, and I'm not gonna spoil that if no don't, one's seen it. No, no, don't do that. Talk about brutal, brutal, sad, existential dread. All I'm gonna say is, next time you're thinking about making a rash decision. Just give it a few minutes. Yeah.
but oh, Castle Freak. No, I'm just kidding. I said that one. <laughs> it's on my list five times. <laughs> I love fucking Cras- Castle Freak. Oh, or Crash of Frack. Castle Frack. Castle Frack. The new name of that movie is Castle Frack. Yeah, well, um, The Void, 2016. It's, it's it's on my list too. I can't say enough good shit about this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. 10 out of 10. I love the fuck out of it. It's amazing. I thought you said no ratings on this one. I, I, I'm giving it one just because I love it so much. Yeah. Just It's it's kind of special to me in a way. And so I can't, like, I could watch this every day. Damn. I'm serious. I could watch this every day. I love it. Love everything about it. I did a uh, midnight ritual of it. I think it's episode 11, Savage and Lonely. Sounds uh, right. So if anyone wants to check that out, that's my retelling of the story and my thoughts on it. I think I gave it a 9 out of 10. And any and anything on our list we talked about is right. it's it's going to be a 9 or above. Or above. Yeah. yeah, anything we're talking about on our list is a 9 or above, hands down. So you don't have to worry about sneaking a 6 in on here or some shit. Fuck, <laughs> no, fuck that. I'm not wasting a spot for a 6. <laughs> uh, the beach house. <clears throat> right. Um... <laughs> No, the I void. thought about honorably mentioning mentioning that one for the ending alone. Uh, the ending is the best part. It's the best part, man. Yeah. God damn, why couldn't they just make the whole movie like that? I don't know. Fucking tedious ass movie. Fuck. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. The Void pays homage to John Carpenter's The Thing in a big bad way. Big bad way, yeah. Just, just same way The Color Out of Space does with at least one or two scenes, but... The, the body horror you get in this very low budget indie film is top notch like god damn it's good Weta, Weta Workshop would be proud yeah and again man just that cosmic fucking mystical triangle there's triangles giant pier- otherworldly pyramids and these triangle face cult members dude that, that, that movie is uh, and I like how they I think I've said this in the episode, maybe maybe not, or maybe since then I have. I like how they explain just enough, but they leave a lot up to your imagination, right. which is where you get to fill in the gaps and make it as fucked up as you want. It's very uh, Howardish of them. Uh, a certain Howard P. I can't. I don't know his second name. <laughs> Howard P. Lovecraftian of them. Howard Philip. Is it Philip? I think so. That sounds right. Howard Phillip. <laughs> uh-huh. Watch this movie, or your aunts. Yeah, it's uh, it, How, Howard. Howard Phillips. Howard Phillips. Yeah. All right. Well, the void. We both love it. Uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead with another the movie, The Ritual. Oh, it's not on my list. This is Eldritch horror at it at it, or Eldritch terror at its at its best. This is a folk horror movie that combines psychological elements with Lovecraftian, ancient, forest-dwelling gods. Ten out of ten for me. (laughs) Didn't make the list, though. God damn. I didn't think about it. No? No. Well... It's gonna be an honorable mention now. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I would say this is a cosmic-adjacent movie. Cosmic-adjacent, yeah, sure. It's it's not full-blown, but... It's the idea that once you live in these woods with this elder god, you're trapped there, and you are somewhat immortal as long as you worship it and and adhere to its dominance over you and and everyone you love. That form of immortality is super metal. Yeah, I mean, it's basically you're in in some sort of worshipping forest hell. 
with this thing that judges you, and if you don't listen or obey it, it makes you fucking kneel down and beat your face into the fucking ground. Like, you will bow before me. It's, right. It's basically this thing's whole goal. I'm just saying, like, the stuff in the attic, I don't want to spoil it if people haven't seen it, but oh, that, the, the things in the attic. The witchy shit? Yeah. Bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're all just singing his praise, bro, forever. <laughs> that shit fucked me up. I love it. I love it so much. I can't say enough good shit about this movie either. I love the psychological aspect. Dude, the way he relives that... And I mean, you know, once they watch it, they'll know. The way he relives his guilt Mm -hmm. and that moment simultaneously while dealing with this is... Dude, masterfully made. The main character in the ritual is a witness to a horrible crime that he has a lot of regrets for uh, not stepping up to the plate and acting... Whenever this this happens right in front of his fucking eyes, yeah, and that keeps that's part of that psychological, yeah, the psychological effect. So awesome. The the, the regret again, regret. Same with the uh, Hellraiser two. That's mm, yeah, similar themes there. The, the the ritual I think is on on Netflix. So yeah, go it watch is. it. Definitely watch it and worship. A movie was made by a certain carpenter of sorts with the first name of John. <laughs> God. Sorry, that was really bad. In 1987, John Carpenter released Prince of Darkness. This made the list? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't expect that. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. It's awesome. There's a big vat full of green liquid that is the Antichrist. Yeah. And no one knows how or why. But the devil's baby is up in there. Yep. And it's trying to get out. And there's time travel. And there's interdimensional mirror shattering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, uh, gratuitous blood flow. And uh, liquid spewing from mouths. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going with. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, let's see. It's got an ominous tone throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I love And it. also... Gratuitous Catholic church. And, and gratuitous... <laughs> Fucking piss bombs filling the streets Gratu- at night. Gratuitous Alice Cooper <laughs> stabbing people with fucking bicycles and shit like that. Yeah. He, literally, right? Then, yeah, he had a bicycle. Also, uh, human bodies completely being made of roaches. Yeah, it's a fucking awesome movie. It, it is. It's underrated as fuck, and it's got Doctor Loomis in it, Donald yep. Pleasance, man, who does a fantastic job. Yeah, it, he he plays a priest, and there's this Asian it's scientist. It's got my boy, uh-huh. my fucking boy, Victor Wong, also known as Egg Shin from Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. My fucking boy, the he, late great Victor Wong. He's got the most fucked up mustache. I love him. The most fucked up eyebrows of all time. Yep, he's great. He's wonderful. His his facial hair alone lets you know he's a mad scientist. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and I'm, I was very happy to see him in there. And he's a brilliant physicist, uh, professor. So, there you go. Well, Prince of Darkness is part of uh, John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, you pair it up with... Uh, 
the movie that followed it in the mouth of madness and the movie that preceded it which would be my next pick and that is john carpenter's the thing oh it's on my list too at the top as a matter of fact not that it matters <laughs> it was just the first i was like it's gotta be there it's the first one this is another movie that i think you could you could easily tread the uh that fine line between this is a cosmic horror film versus this is an alien invasion Preacher film. Feature, yeah. yeah, you know, whatever. But if you dive deeper into it and you, you definitely explore the feelings of the human characters, I mean, by the end, all hope is lost. I mean, there's n- there these people are trapped in the middle of a frozen hell with no communication to the outside world. No one is coming to save them. Uh, Kurt Russell says at one point in the movie, like, uh, and I... Honestly, I feel like this is what America is like right now. Is exactly what he says. He says, uh, no one trusts anymore. No one trusts anyone anymore. And everyone is tired. <laughs> Look, for real, man. Yeah. I, I, the, the, everyone is the other now. Right, right. It doesn't matter who you are, what you believe. You are the other. Right. And that's what the thing is. It's the other from somewhere else that can't be trusted. And it's doing its damnedest to infiltrate, take over. You know? right. I'm being very allegorical with the thing right now and, and, and our modern political debacle, but cosmically, I mean, you have this creature from who knows where right. dug up out of the ice, and it just, it, it, it has a, a, a DNA, like a, a memory mm-hmm. that, that uh, what would be the right word for that? Genetically mutate? It's got, a, it's got a genetic memory, and then it can, it can mutate into any form or any... Combination, combination that it's encountered, yeah, yeah, or, or consumed, or absorbed, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. The creature, <laughs> the creature in this movie is, and it, it, it chapter two pays homage to uh, the thing, just like the void and yeah. color out of space. So yeah. you could see here that John Carpenter's the thing is very, very influential. influential. Knock on wood, yeah. Um, and I did a midnight ritual of that one, episode twelve. Uh, I forget the name of that one. But it's right after Bearing the void. teeth. Oh, teeth bared across space and time. Yeah. Yeah, those are my two little cosmic horror back-to-backs right there. With, with and, and, and including body horror. Yeah, definitely some body horror in there, too. Um, I love this goddamn movie. I remember my dad watching it when I was really young. And there's a certain scene involving a head that is still burned into my memory. As one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Or oh, when it sprouts spider legs and shit? Yeah. Yeah. When it, well, when it tears itself from the host's body mm-hmm. and becomes a little spider crab, upside down, <laughs> headless monster thing. That, that, that scared the dog shit out of me when I was a kid. And it, I love it today, obviously, but man, God, is that just, just some very disturbing, visceral imagery. And it's wonderful. I love it. I can't recommend it enough. No, it's still held, like held up as some of the best practical effects ever put to film. And I came to this movie very late in life. Like this was not one of the early influential movies in my journey as a cinephile. Yeah. Uh, especially in the horror vein, it just it's one that I've come to to love over the la- like really like the last five years. Wow. Um, I hadn't seen it up until very recently. So. Jeez. It, had, it hasn't had time to sit and grow with me. See, but... my dad was a Kurt Russell fanboy. Kind of like my mom was a Jamie Lee Curtis fangirl. So, like, I had little bits of horror growing up. Because my parents were not into horror mm-hmm. at all. 
but certain ones they would watch a little bit of here and there and I guess they were like, oh, this shit scares him. <laughs> we can't watch this no more around him. He's eating too much kaboom. He's going to be shitting all over the place. Running out of the bathroom naked when the power goes out. He can't be watching this. <laughs> These fucking spiderhead people. Yeah. And clowns sitting on top of staircases going, what? 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 I love that scene so much. <laughs> so cosmic. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Pennywise from the original series, y'all. What? What? I like the way he's doing his arm. It looks like he's pulling a lever to make himself laugh. Tim Curry was uh, on a, <laughs> just unleashed on that set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the scenario? Oh, yeah, they, they just rolled up on a real library and walked in and was like, Yeah. Hey, everyone, we're going to film this scene real quick. Uh, you get a free box lunch. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll get a free box lunch with some uh, gift cards when you exit the library. I just need two minutes of everyone's time. Action! And they just start popping those blood balloons in unsuspecting people's faces. That's why they're flinching and shit. <laughs> this this should have been on an it retrospective. And then they leave and, and don't give them anything. They just leave in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, they, oh yeah, no one gets nothing. Tom Holland and his film crew just rolled the fuck out. <laughs> What were we talking about? The thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is on my list. Um, How many you got left? Geez, I have three see. left. I've got two left. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do another one real quick. And I'm, 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 this is probably going to be, I think I know your, your final two. I'm sure you do. Because they're probably my final, well, not my final two. One of them's, I know one of your final twos for sure. Alien. I was going to say another one. But okay. Aliens on your list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back back at the beginning of the episode, Ricky referred to human beings being created, and it you know it, it's it's just an experiment. It doesn't really matter. Right. Something of a, a higher in, cosmic joke or an accident or whatever. Or a higher intelligence just wanting to study uh, what 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 sort of genetic effects happen here, and how will these social uh, interactions play out over time, over generations and eons, and. Oh, well, we're tired of this show. Cancel. And Earth gets blown up. (laughs) No, Alien Man. Like, this is a movie we're going to... Oh, I've said it before. It's a franchise we need to deep dive into. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that... You've got Hugo Weaving as the main uh, actress. I mean... uh, Whoa, what? Sigourney Weaver. Oh, shit, dude. I said Hugo Weaving. He threw me for a loop. I was like, when did V show up? (laughs) I was just, it was my attempt at humor. Oh, I thought you were fucking, just fucking names up. <laughs> you didn't even get your name at the beginning of the episode right. <laughs> Robert E. Thornton or whatever you were. Robert Howard Thornton. Yeah. Whatever that is. I don't know. I don't know. It's Robert Howard Thornton, man. Is is that art? Art? Art the Clown. I don't know. I think that's Art the Clown. Uh, basically, you, with Alien, though, you get a trucker movie in space... And it it unravels a mystery when some beacon, uh, a distress beacon comes through and the Whalen yutani Corporation tells their truckers, their space truckers, you know, you're obligated to go check this shit out. David and, Howard Thornton. David Howard Thornton. Yeah. You're his brother. I'm his brother. Yeah. yeah. Twice removed. <laughs> and then married once. I don't know. Yeah. You, you married your own stepbrother's cousin. I don't nice. know what's going on. Uh, they... And, when this mystery starts unraveling when they go to where this distress beacon is coming from this classic film if you haven't seen from 19 fucking 79 
I mean, goddamn, man, they 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 stumble into something that like if you imagine you really are there and you see a cockpit, what right. you could basically call a cockpit, this giant cathedral to this long decayed, decimated body in a well, you got to see the prequel years later to find out that it's not the way the creature actually looks, it's in a suit. Right. But when you when all you go off of is what you see in Alien, you don't know what the fuck you're looking at. Right. The space jockey, the the the, the uh, creator of man, or at least as best we can tell based on Prometheus, the first film in the the Alien franchise, technically, right? It would be the first one in order, chronological order. And yeah, in chronological it would be. Yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. After the movie becomes sort of this uh we gotta we gotta help these people. It, it, it's a haunted house movie in space, except uh, not haunted house, a slasher in space. Right. Yeah. And then the the slasher villain just is a fucking xenomorph. H. R. Geiger's classic design. Yeah. We're gonna this terrifying. Th- th- I mean, we we could easily say ten out of ten for both of us oh, if, if we throw a rating at this. I mean. And if you've heard, uh, and it's the black dude with the longest arms and legs in the whole world. Oh yeah, he's the xenomorph. Yeah, in the real the dude life, dude just has like the craziest reach. He could reach across time as face. <laughs> <laughs> Those cosmic arms. <laughs> cosmic arms, bro. I don't want to dive deep into Alien, man. No, no. It's gotta say, if that. you haven't seen it, you're already an ant. So go watch it. Yeah, it won't matter if you do or don't, though. No. Walk out into the street or go watch Alien. Go watch it in your underwear in go, space. Go watch it if you're named Pierre. Yeah. Go watch it if you're a malfunctioning android. That spits milk. That spits milk everywhere. And then later stars as a, a, a hobbit in, <laughs> in the greatest fucking fantasy trilogy of all time. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck it, man. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm going to give one that I know ain't on your list. That way we can both finish out with, with what I think is probably on both of our lists. Okay. So I've got 2001 A Space Odyssey. Never seen it. Yeah. Regrettably. Well, to me, this this runs the gamut of what cosmic horror is. And it starts off raw and visceral on Earth, the beginning of time, or at least the beginning of humanity. How humanity gets influenced by those unknown higher powers. Our evolution throughout time up until modern day and even though the movie's set in 2001 it's arguably not even arguably it's definitely beyond it we have uh, gravity sustaining spaceships and colonies on different planets and but where the movie goes in its third act oh my god dude cosmic as fuck I, I can't say anything about it because it'll yeah, just ruin it this, this is a this is a for sure this is like an 11 out of 10 Damn. yeah like this is one of the greatest films of all time Hands down, widely regarded. I don't need to suck its dick anymore. 2001 Stanley Kubrick film. Check that shit out. Suck Hal's dick while you're at it. <laughs> Even though I've never seen it. <laughs> All right, so wrapping up, I've got another from 1979. What? Yeah. Oh, we don't have the same we movie. Don't. I was waiting for this. I decided to leave the one you're thinking of as an honorable mention. Yeah? Yeah. Oh shit! For the same reason I left Hellraiser. Oh, it just the thin line was a little bit too veiled for me, you know. Um, was a little bit too veiled. That doesn't make sense. The thin line was just a little too divisive for me, and I decided to leave it as an honorable mention. 
I'm trying to think of what movie you would have. 79. Phantasm. Oh, yeah, you even told me you were putting it on your list. Yep. I like that you saved it for last. Yeah. Very good. Cause... Well, when I figured out what your last one was, I was like, I'm going to throw everyone for a loop. So, Phantasm, 1979. Coscarelli. Don Coscarelli. Um, check it out. It's wonderful. Watch it with Joe Bob on Shutter. Watch it with Joe Bob on Shutter. It'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. You've got a tall, creepy, tranny-tricking old man <laughs> that just just fucks up your day, and he, you you don't figure you don't find out why or how or what, and your life and even your death is insignificant in the scope of all your desires, but maybe not his. I'm oh man, I'm leaving it at that. I'm not even going to follow up, but that's a good tease because. Uh, Ricky's fallen in love with the Phantasm series, so we're probably going to do a series retrospective on that as soon as I catch up with him and yes. watch all the movies with Joe Bob on Shutter. I am a tall man fanboy, officially. Tall man fanboy. Tall man fanboy. Tall man Fantano. <laughs> I don't know if you watch Needle Drop. Uh, no. Oh, I love it. I was going to say, uh, tall man fanboy. Boy. That's good. <laughs> You make a good podcast, boy. So what is, what is my number, not number one, but what's my last one? Evil Dead. Nope. Did you talk about Evil Dead already? Nope. Oh, shit. Yep. So Evil Dead's not on your list either. Uh-uh. And we both decided to keep it out of there, huh? It's, it's just not quite. It The, the only real thing Evil the Dead... Elements there, yeah, but... With the Necronomicon, that's it. You've got an artifact with an ancient evil from another dimension. Is it... Lovecraftian, sure. Is it cosmic? Sure. Yeah. The, the, but there's the, just more appropriate material. It's got the element of madness, too, because yeah. Ash starts losing his fucking mind. And right. I'm talking about the first one. We're talking about the 81, 1981 Evil Dead, uh, Sam Raimi's debut feature. And if someone has it as, like, I, because if I had it, and this is why I wanted to do it this way, if I had that on this list, it would just be number one straight to the top. Right. And that's why I didn't even want to order the list, and you didn't either. You, you're the one that pushed me over the edge of not even putting them in in an order. Yeah. So I, will I would give, have spent way too long trying to figure out what order I should put these movies in. I would I would give Evil Dead and, and harken back to Prince of Darkness. I'm giving both of those honorable mentions in a unofficial top 15 or what whatever the fuck. Right. Uh, those would both be in there. But to finish my official list off, this is a movie that I didn't even think of at first as... Lovecraftian, but once I was, it was revealed to me, just literally by reading someone else say it, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I know where you're going, and it's an honorable mention of mine as well. What's that? Underwater. No. 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 Shin Godzilla. No. No. Oh, I don't know. Then fuck it. You you did just go through the rest of my honorable mentions though. Nice. <laughs> uh, and and and, and we like, can talk briefly about. It. Go ahead and tell us what it is. It's the, it's the care. lighthouse, man. Oh fuck! I forgot about the lighthouse. God damn it! It's got the it's got the Lovecraftian madness that of the characters yes. literally descending to madness. It's got the underwater Cthulhu fucking sort of imagery tentacles. It's got the unknown element of what is in the light. Right. of the lighthouse tower and it's filmed in an era where Lovecraft would have been alive and writing shit so yeah. it's like it's like even aesthetically which makes me wonder now dude did Eggers know he was making a cosmic horror film I think he did. in secret 
I think he did. Because the elements are so Dude, subtle, it's so... but it's layered throughout. Yeah, it's there. I think he knew what he was doing. I need to rewatch it again in a different way because... I love all the... Uh, go ahead. I've only seen it twice. Yeah. And neither time was I... I was looking at the mythological parts of it. That's what I was about to get at. Don't... I love the references to Greek mythology and everything as well. But it's like now I need to I need to come at it with a more I mean the light in the lighthouse and him going either like mad or just becoming completely enlightened, whatever way you want to look at it. I mean kind of kind of based on the last scene though, you you, you go one way with it. Yeah. <laughs> but it could it could go either way. Did he go mad or did he become so enlightened nothing mattered anymore? <laughs> I, I don't know. And that's that's I, I want to watch it a third time, and I think it's going to be for when we finally do a midnight ritual on that. And we bring back our horror trifecta and start yes. start start going back down the uh, sophomore efforts of Eggers, Aster, and and Peel. Yeah, so it's going to be an honorable mention for me too. It should have made my list, but I just completely overlooked it. What? 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 We need to start singing a, 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 a sea shanty. Oh, shit. If food needed, please, and you'd suck all the season and all. Can't remember. Suck it off. No, that's suck a modest mile song. That's the opening lines to that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about whoring yourself out to meat, to seasoned meat. That's awesome. What are you doing, Isaac Brock? So, the, some of the fucking honorable mentions, dude. Underwater. Underwater. We found out that the director intended for the creature at the end of Underwater to be Mighty Cthulhu. Yeah. What the fuck? Amazing. And that's, you know, that's another another one that Teresa brought up. You know, she was like, it's crazy how just Lovecraft stuff is just popping up everywhere now. I love it. Fuck yeah, man. I love it. I didn't I love even... It so much. I had no idea that that movie was going to go there. Me either. And I didn't read any description. I told Teresa not to do the same. And, yeah, it's awesome. I knew it was a horror movie, so I suspected something was in the water. Right. Like, fucking with the... the underwater takes place in an underground drilling facility or, or a laboratory. Or it's, it's a big multi-complex. It's, it's right. all kinds of shit deep at the bottom of, like, what is it, the Mariana Trench? It's, yeah. like, way at the fucking bottom of, of existence. Low as you go. <laughs> and, and shit starts going wrong. These people have to walk across the open ocean floor to get to safety or to get closer to escaping. Yeah. And, yeah, we spoiled it already. I mean, there's Cthulhu's in the movie. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, fuck it. We done spoiled it. So let's just say let's just say there's some heads roll, heads blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Gratuitous underwater implosion. Gratuitous underwater implosion. Gratuitous Kristen Stewart blondness. Uh, gratuitous uh, elder god. Yeah, gratuitous stuffed animal. Oh, oh, that made me sad. <laughs> Check it out. What you had? What you did? You have a Vent Horizon as an honorable mention. I have a bunch of stuff as honorable mention. <laughs> Dude, that it, that's the movie that I thought of when I said haunted house in space. That yeah. that's what it is. It's Hellraiser it's in so space. Awesome. It's it's a it's a it's an amalgamation of all sorts of different cosmic elements yeah. thrown into one. I wish to God we had the unrated cut of that movie. Dude, I know Lawrence Fishburne, Jurassic Park guy. Yeah, Cowboy man, Curtis and Sam so Neill, awesome. man. I w- the only thing it was missing was the raptor that's on the plane in part three that looks at him and is, and is what's his name? I don't remember. Alan. Alan. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That ra- the raptor whispers to him, Alan. That's 
crazy. I forgot about that shit. That's cosmic horror. That's very cosmic horror. <laughs> um, let's see. Honorable mentions. I have Shin Godzilla. I just watched that this morning. I didn't even... And see, I didn't put two and two together, at least as far as what the implications of the ending were. I mean, I, I got what the, the ending was going for. The last shot in that movie is incredibly dark. Yeah. Uh, and, and what it implies what the future could have been or can be if Godzilla is unfrozen. He's not dead. He's like Cthulhu. He's dead and dreaming. Dead and dreaming. What, what, what could happen if he wakes up is a complete annihilation of the human species and dominance over the planet by its rightful god, Gojira. Gojira. I won't get into how or why because one day there's going to be some Godzilla action on this show. Oh, yes. Well, we make a lot of promises. Yeah, we do. I also have, as an honorable mention... The Beyond from 1983. Lucha Fulci. Yes. It's a Fulci um, feature. Well, this was a fun movie, and I have a lot of complaints slash notes to rattle off on, <laughs> if you're ready. I'm ready. Um, this movie, by the way, is an Italian film set in New Orleans, Louisiana. Woo! Uh, and, and it involves one of the many gates of hell being opened in the basement of a hotel. Hilarious antics ensue. <laughs> yes. Um, so things this movie has. Fault, yeah. Someone involved in the making of this movie had some kind of strange eyeball obsession. There's a lot of eye gouging. There's eye chewing by spiders. There's multiple blind people <laughs> with white eyes. There's just a strange eyeball obsession, and I, I, I just wanted to make a note of that. It's a fault. He loves the cornea. There's lots of... Lots of eye gore if you're into that. Um, Cornea Gugats. <laughs> very unenthusiastic zombies. They basically stand still for you to shoot them in the head. Yeah. And the doctor's so fucking stupid. It's because nothing matters, man. The doctor is so stupid that even after he's killed maybe 10 or 15 of them, <laughs> only by shooting them in the head. He keeps shooting them in the he stomach. He still keeps <laughs> shooting them in the goddamn stomach at close range Dude, I thought while the they're same. standing there. I thought the same fucking thing this guy watching is the movie. So go- I mean, I understand it's not supposed to be meta, but this guy should not be allowed to be a doctor. If you do the if no, because it's 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 process of elimination. I shot him in the stomach. He did he not fall. He keeps walking. Exactly. I shot him in the head. He fell. I shot that one in the head and it fell. Do I shoot him in the stomach or in the head? Right. Hmm. It should take you three zombies to Not, figure this out. Or none. Shooting something in the head seems to just be the way to go. Yeah. In, in all aspects of life. That's where the brain is, guys. Thank you. I mean, you shoot yeah, so the how, zombies. Whose dick this guy sucked to get his doctorate, I have no idea. Anyway. does it, Well, those zombies don't have, like, Lovecraftian uh, anatomies. Their no. brain, Their brains aren't, like, in their buttocks or something no, like that. Just, they're just regular ass zombies. With regular asses ex- ex- and brains in their heads. Except except they're exceptionally slow and unenthusiastic when pursuing you. <laughs> I mean, it, they look they look like a stiff breeze would knock them over. You know? I don't remember them moving too much. They don't move much. They, mm. they move very slowly with their heads down inches at a, at a time. <laughs> and people are just like, ah! Ah! Oh, I can't go down that way. There's three of them. You could probably walk past them, right? You could, dude. At walking at a regular pace, you're way faster than them. Yeah, but she's not the perfect. Whatever. Hey, you know it is what it is. 
So, my last and final complaint, which is actually a hilarious one. It's my favorite. Um, the movie's obviously shot in New Orleans. It's unmistakable. <laughs> you know? And I, I love it. It's a beautiful city. And I love the <laughs> fact that these Italians... Bourbon Street smells like piss and diarrhea. And vomit. Don't forget the vomit. Yeah. I love the fact that these Italians came all the way here. <laughs> shot everything they could, you know? Shot everything. And obviously built a fucking set for the basement. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, now you know. There's not one goddamn basement in the whole state of Louisiana. Pretty much the whole thing is under underwater, under yeah. sea level. Yeah. And any basement that's ever been built here is long flooded and collapsed into. New Orleans itself is, is basically... Uh architecturally by design way under sea level it, it's, it's a big bowl it's a bowl yeah the, the, when the when the levee breaks it fills it's uh, that you know Led Zeppelin wrote the song for a reason or stole the song for a reason or yeah you know whatever it doesn't matter nothing matters but yeah um, nothing else matters so yeah there's a basement in this movie and I thought it was hilarious that they came all the way here shot this movie and no one bothered to tell these guys that Oh, they don't have basements here. <laughs> my, my take on that, and this is the way I'm going to choose to look at it, is that the basement itself is part of that cosmic ending. Okay. One, once I, the, I could see it. One, you know, it's always been there. It was set there, set up there by the, the eldritch horrors that, that exist in the other dimension of frozen graves or whatever the fuck they go and do at the end. Crazy dead people swamp land. Oh, my God, man. that Dude, and I, and I love when they turn around. They don't see the basement. No, they're trapped there now. They're trapped and then they in the basement. they turn around abyss. again. It's their eyes. Gratuitous white eyeballs in that movie. Gratuitous milky eyes. Oh, also gratuitous um, strawberry smoothie blood pooling scene. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can't tell, we've, we've all been on a Joe Bob, Joe Bob kick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great thing to be on. Be on yeah, the Joe Bob train. Fucking uh, Oh, dog food. Dog food. The blind chick, she's like, get him, Dickie. The zombies are in there, and they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're wanting yeah. to take her back. And she's like, you can't take me back. I won't go back. And she's like, get him, Dickie. And Dickie's fighting one of them, and then she don't hear him no more. She's like, good boy, Dickie. And Dickie walks up, and he's got a little blood on his head. And I'm like, oh, good doggy, poor little baby. I don't then, remember any of this. And then the dog foo happens. Dickie kills him, bro. He kills his own owner? Yeah, oh, bro. he got zombified? Yeah. Shit. He rips her throat out and <gasps> her ear off, oh, bro. I think I do remember this now. <laughs> oh, that movie ends brutally. Yeah, bro. God damn. Poor Dickie. I still feel bad for the dog. More bad for the dog than her. So anyway, um, let's see. So I think that wraps up my honorable mentions. I've got Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a bunch, oh, but I don't want to go through all of them. I have one more honorable mention. It's a recent watch for me. It's called Incident in the Ghost Land. That's a cosmic horror movie? I wouldn't say it's cosmic, but it pays a serious tribute to H.P. Lovecraft, and I think it's worth checking out. Oh, so you just, yeah, throwing one, that out there. One, one aspect could be seen as cosmic in regards to the human psyche and how fragile it is. I haven't. Sort of in the sense that of what I said about Castle Freak. Yeah. Just to a different extent. But overall, no, it's not cosmic, but it's... A serious tribute to Lovecraft in a fun way, yeah. and you should watch it. It's, it's awesome. It's and, on the back burner. I'll get my, there one and day. My, my my wife 
Teresa, not Felissa Rose or Lauren, uh, Ashley Lawrence. Uh, she told me about it and was like, "Don't read anything about it. So don't do that. Just find out." Well, some of, I did want to mention some of the movies that I have on a watch list because I haven't seen these yet. So if anyone's wondering why maybe I don't have X, Y, or Z yeah. on the uh, same here the list, there's movies I want to see like Dagon, Absentia, Dreams in the Witch House, From Beyond, which Ricky had on his list, Banch, Picnic at Hanging Rock, Picnic at Hanging Rock. I need to see The Endless and Resolution, both of those movies. Oh, I forgot about Resolution. Uh, Danny yeah. Boyle's Sunshine, which I, I've been told about, and I think I would really like that movie. I need to check that out. Um, did I say Banshee Chapter? No. Banshee Chapter is one that people keep bringing up, and Black Mountainside. Pulse. Pulse people keep bringing up. Uh, um, Uzumaki is another one, and Spiral. Not the Shutter Spiral. But a different one, a Japanese one, I believe. There's all kinds of spirals because then they have that new Saw movie coming out later on with Chris Rock and Sam L. Nice. Called Spiral. Um, another spiral, quick honorable mention. I'm gonna say Resolution. Yeah. Prequel to The Endless. I thought it was gonna be on your list. Different tone, almost different tone. Equally as good as The Endless, in, in a way, for me. Um, different tone, lighter. Check it out, especially if you like Endless and you like some of the side characters, <laughs> which I love. They were they were my favorite side characters in the show. There is one movie that I wanted to put on here, but I, I didn't feel it uh, was appropriate because it's not technically a horror movie, although the concept of the film itself could be horrifying. Yeah. Um, it's, it's called A Ghost Story. It stars Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara as a couple and uh, the husband dies and he is the ghost in the film very cosmic there's one scene in particular that it gets it, that talk about divisive it people either praise it or, or hate it because it's like it's basically me going off in the in the facebook comments telling people that nothing matters because they're fucking it, 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 insignificant slop in, in the trough that is the universe <laughs> you know right. like, like it just he goes off but you're he, all pond scum but he says it in poetic ass ways which makes it like it elevates the fuck out of that movie yeah. to me um I, I wanted to put it on there it's not a horror movie though it's it, I mean at it's core it's it's just not at least not to me get but, on get on YouTube and watch Uncle Joe Butler with Roman Gabriel Todd's <laughs> Beast Rising Out of the Sea if that still exists it yeah it does I watch it sometimes oh shit yeah um I had two more honorable mentions real quick. I'll keep it brief. John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. A lot of fun. Very Lovecraftian. Very cosmic. Good existential dread. I just... It wasn't a nine for me, so it didn't make it on the list. Mm. Um, You've seen the entire Apocalypse trilogy. Have I? Yeah, because I haven't seen In the Mouth of Madness, so... Um, And Triangle. And I don't remember who directs it, but it's fun. It's cosmic. Takes place on a boat. Shenanigans ensue. <laughs> it's always some shenanigans. Yep. Let's let's wrap this up with uh, talking about the very end of the beach house because as a, as a whole that movie is fucking a, a drag. But but for I the, mean it, it's not terrible or anything. No, I'm but, saying as a whole it sort of just meanders its way right, until right. you finally get to something interesting. Which, I think they were trying for a slow burn, but it just didn't quite hit right. I think the pacing of the movie is off. Uh, right. it, it, they could have cut some shit out or added some needed 
uh, some maybe even some exposition or just a few other scenes with some other people. I don't know something yeah. something going on. But the very end of this movie, and you're not told exactly what's going on, but the ocean, the the, the deep vast void of the ocean, is spitting out something that is taking over everything on land that breathes air or drinks water. What what it's in it's in. They don't even know. They don't, they even don't know. It's it's just everywhere. And so, it's just in the water. It's in the air. Don't you drink the water? Don't you breathe the air? And if it's got bury that me point, I have to declare. Yeah. Please bury me with it. With Don't the, be afraid. With the Necronomicon. Oh shit! At the very end of this movie, and this is the coolest fucking part, because you get these artsy shots of like so psychedelic and beautiful, and it, it could be, it could Jesus be Jesus Christ. It's like a the uh, music molecules, right? Like like dissolving and blending, or I, cells. I uh, guess. I don't remember exactly. I, I don't know, man. I just it was beautiful, and I loved the music. But it also could have been representative of like the the the, the cosmic blood work, like like yeah, uh, galaxies and star systems, but like blending or or coming apart and spreading out across the void. And this bitch is laying there on the beach. She's she's in, infected with whatever the hell this unknown way far gone. Yeah. And isn't her aren't her eyes something's up with her eyes, right? Aren't they white? I don't remember. I think something's up with her eyes, and she's sitting there repeating to herself, laying laying on the beach uh-huh. with her head facing the water, with the waves crashing over her. The shallow waves, not like big waves, but you no, know, yeah, like the tide is coming in and out with waves enveloping her, and she's saying over and over again, "Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid." And then the last wave comes in. And she's simply gone. That's a fucking great ending, man. God damn. I wish the movie it's, would live up to that ending. It's a beautiful fucking ending. And I, I, I was just kind of mad. I'm gonna I wanted ha- the whole movie to be like that. I'm going to have to watch that movie again. And that's a 2020 release, and I think it's a Shudder exclusive. And, and I was kind of mad when I first watched it because I was like, this dude tricked me into watching some worm body horror. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That is a good scene, though. That is a Hell fucked yeah, up scene. Dude, I love it. I want to watch that again, man. I'm going to end up watching it again one day, but, you know. Well, this this gives the, the listeners a, sort of a taste of where we are in our love of cosmic horror and what we consider some of the best cosmic horror films. So if any of the movies you've never uh, seen that we, we, we've discussed, hopefully we didn't spoil anything too big. I don't think we even went that crazy with certain things. I mean, No, I mean, we pretty much... I mean, we spoiled underwater. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, it's still worth <laughs> it's the still payoff. Worth watching, we, but we glazed over uh, everything else pretty much. Uh, not going too in depth, but with whatever the next episode is, whether it's going to be a cryptid episode with a midnight ritual, or whether we're going to have some sort of a activity planned, uh, different things are are in the works. Next episode is going to be more of a deep dive and less uh, less listy, less random type shit. We're going to kind of hone our focus and give you guys something great and spooky for the Halloween season. And with that... We should come up with a slasher list. You know why I'm saying that. <laughs> no. Oh. Why? Oh, because I just said no list. Right? No, no, no. Why? Because no. of the cosmic Sasquatch daddy. Mars? I'm yeah. not following though. Yeah, Mars. That's oh. Madman Mars. That's why. That's why I want to do a slasher list. Oh. oh. That way I can just have him at the top. Well, my favorite. <laughs> sla- 
that's why I was saying, like, because of Genre Blender, because of that game, it got me thinking, like, I would like to do subgenre-specific deep dives eventually. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of, kind of... Just did one. Right. Yeah, this would be, like, the first one. And then we, yeah, I would like, Slasher would be a good and one to move on to. And we could even expand on Cosmic further later, because, you know, we'll, it's our favorite. We'll have to. We'll yeah. definitely have to, because I think I think the more things we see, it's just going to grow I forgot grow. to mention that, I wanted to mention that, you know, we... Because I know you feel the same way. We love cosmic horror so much that we try to put it everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the show started. I was putting it in Evil Dead. I was putting it in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, it's going to fit in here, god damn it. It's going to fit like you just, your fucking brain finds a way to make it fit. Mm -hmm. Imposing your will on the universe that doesn't care about you. (laughs) (laughs) All this is staying in. That's awesome. Yeah, look for Long time. <laughs> look, look for uh, yeah. That's there. It is. I mean, we're gonna end up doing some genre blending. We're gonna do deep dives on subgenres over the course of time, along with some of our other plans, like our eighty sword and sorcery stuff. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be fun. Everyone look forward to, for, to all that shit. Um, I am. We're gonna have lots of fun in the cosmic expanse, dreaming in our house in Riley. Or oh. Riley, or whatever. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm not good at Lovecraft words. I don't think you're supposed to be good at them, though. No, it's random gobbledygook. Yeah, Cthulhu isn't actually supposed to be pronounceable. Don't they say it's supposed to be like Cthulhu? It's supposed to be like a sound and like pauses and clicks and stupid <laughs> shit. It's all sloppy sounding. It's not meant for human mouths anyway. It's like you're supposed to take a handful of sand... <laughs> that that and then put it in your mouth and and right. gar- gargle seawater with seaweed in it and just try to say his name. Did you ever finish Blood Clots? No, it's because she didn't want to. You gotta you gotta finish. <clears throat> Did you see the one with the Cthulhu? No. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we digress. Yeah. I've been Travis Maxwell Boone. I've been. <laughs> you were Robert. You were the fucking. You Art the Clown's no stepbrother or Not something. Anymore. Stu's changing right before my the goddamn Mandela effects in full force. You're not I'm, some Mandela. I'm I'm the, I'm the Madman Mandela Mars. <laughs> oh god, you're Morgan Freeman playing the Madman Mandela Mars. Cosmic black Sasquatch daddy. Let's do it. With a lot of old fucking liver spots. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Embrace the other. And stay cosmically indifferent. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs>
so salty and me. 